أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم رب اشرح لي صدري وارسل لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب زدني إلما رب زدني إلما رب زدني إلما السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to Journey Through Quran by Ikna Sisters Inshallah, today we will be starting with Surah Yunus and finish off with Surah Hud in the next couple of days, we will be coming across um, different surahs that are named after prophets. And each of these surahs will refer either partly or wholly uh, to the stories of the prophet. Interestingly, I was just uh, going through uh, an article where it was mentioned, basically it was a research article, where it was re- mentioned that the stories and the parables have a very long history in people's lives from the ancient times. The ancients and even in today's modern world, we see that people use uh, different kind of means and messages in different shapes and patterns, uh, which includes written formats, which uh, includes illustrations. Uh, And the reason is to convey the facts and imagination about the older generation time to the younger one to maintain the traditions, the customs, and to cause or understand the rituals of the young generation. So um, we come to know of the fact that, subhanAllah, the stories in the Qur'an have a very particular position. Um, they serve multiple purposes, such as to provide opportunities for its reader and its listener to recognize the truth, um, be able to distinguish what is right, what is wrong, um, to take the right path of life. But we also know that intellect never accepts speeches without reason and ultimatum. So when we come across the Quranic stories, uh, we see that they serve as an ultimatum because they contain the very fact and the truth which wants the person to take care of themselves. One of the Quranic stories' purpose is to develop courageous and determined people. And we will be seeing that, inshallah, in Surah Hud uh, today, that how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has explicitly stated that the Prophet's stories create comfort and peace for Prophet Muhammad Another function and the purpose of the Quranic stories is that they serve as an example. It gives its reader and listener the opportunity to assess and correct his or her position, action, behavior, with what the Prophets proposed and how their followers responded. And of course, uh, we know that this ability is in people who use their reason and think well. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attracts our attention to the points in which there are exemplary points and has asked people to take advice from them and correct themselves by contemplating in divine verses. So this certainly means that the history repeats itself in a way and there are always chances in repeating the same events in one's personal or collective life. So having said that, uh, inshallah, let's start with Surah Yunus. Uh, Surah Yunus was revealed in Mecca, uh, perhaps a few years before the Hijra. It takes its title from the reference of Prophet Yunus in verse number 98, and uh, primarily it concentrates on the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We also see that the surah emphasizes Allah's power and his anger towards those who consistently denied the truth. Uh, it gives a powerful picture of the destruction of those who denied 
the truth in the past and Prophet Muhammad is encouraged to be patient and to be aware that he is unable to force the people to believe. So we see that the surah opens up uh, by saying that Quran is a book full of wisdom that holds the decision about all kinds of matters. And when, why then the question arises that how come people, when they have a messenger among themselves, a warner uh, who's among from among them has been chosen for this task, uh, how come people label that person as a sorcerer or a magician? And this astonishment was because of the fact that the Arabs, subhanAllah, uh, the very first addressee of the Qur'an, uh, they were predominantly unlettered, but they were also masters of the spoken word. They were the very people that excelled in the art of eloquence and knowledge. Their poetry and spoken words were considered a model of literary, uh, literal excellence, okay? Uh, and they valued the spoken word and the speech. So thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the best and the most eloquent of all his speeches, that is the Holy Qur'an, which left the people astounded in terms of eloquence and other terms. So when Qur'an was revealed to Rasulullah wasallam, who himself was an unlettered person, unable to read, write, or calculate to prove to the people that Prophet Muhammad was not the author. So for the unbelievers, this was the strangest thing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sending a guidance towards them. And we know that Allah himself is unseen, but his creation is a sign of his very existence and his ultimate power and authority. So those who are conscious of Allah are able to recognize the logical consequences and thus they worship and serve and obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. They remember him when they reflect upon um, the different signs around them, when they see the coming of the day after night and when they see the bright sun going down, leaving the earth in darkness. But then in contrast, we also see that there are others who pay no heed to the signs which are widespread in the universe and thus, Allah says that their eternal home will be in the fire. It is a mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he does not hasten to punish those who deserve it. But instead, he gives them enough time to reconsider their matters if they wish or else wander blindly in their ignorance. Although people fail to recognize their creator, but subhanallah, you will be amazed by the fact that our fitra is able to do so. Whenever we are tested by a calamity, by any kind of loss, sorrow, or any kind of suffering, our fitra calls upon its rub, its creator. So when we are tested, um, it so happens that we revert to our old ways. You know, Once the test is over, we revert back to our old ways. When we are already going through it, we call upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So point to think over and over again is that the one who brought us relief is also capable of taking away our peace, the comfort, the support that we enjoy every day, and much more than that. So now we see that as the surah proceeds, our attention is brought to the fact that there are whole generations have been destroyed from the face of the earth. 
because the only reason was that that they failed to recognize the truth and they indulged themselves into wrongdoings. The messengers came, but they were ignored, they were abused, they were rejected. And the attitude of unbelievers is mentioned here, that they demand the change in the Quran. And even today, um, when I reflected upon some of the verses which mention this kind of an attitude, uh, it made me think that even today there are people who have the same mindset, who want to find areas of flexibility or ways of compromise when it comes to the matters of deen. And we tend to forget that the one who proclaims the kalma, the kalma tayyibah, is required to submit wholeheartedly. Do not put a question mark or comma where Allah has put a period. Then we see that um, the unbelievers, they ask for proofs for the prophethood. So subhanAllah, they have been cross-questioned here. That haven't you looked at the life and the character of Prophet Muhammad who has lived amongst you? People think that they have some power over the life of this world. But it is Allah's decree that will come to pass. The signs are there for those who choose to reflect. And then we are given in the surah a parable of life of this world. Just like the rain turns everything green and it seems to sustain uh, forever, it never crosses the mind that it is ever going to wither any time. Similarly, it appears in this world that things happen because of one's own efforts, someone's favor, or their presence. But the reality is that the sustainability, the security, and peace that we enjoy in our lives is only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We cannot depend on the resources. We cannot, yes, we will utilize all of those, but definitely the end result is in the hand of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an open invitation to everyone to follow the straight path that leads to Darul Salam. And what is Darul Salam? The home of peace that is Jannah. A place which we dream of. A place which provides security against every calamity, loss, sorrow or any kind of suffering. So those who are bound to this path will have a good reward. And Allah says that there is much more out for them out of his grace and bounty. And they will be the companions of the paradise, of the Jannah. And on the contrast, those who do evil will find an evil outcome in the fire. And then Allah mentions about the day of judgment. Allah mentions that on that day, those who opted for other paths other than Islam, they will come to know of the reality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala questions their conscience by asking them as to who provides sustenance, who has given you the faculties of perception, who has control over life and death, who arranges everything, every day, who runs the affairs of this world. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all-knowing and He sends the Qur'an as an ultimate truth. And the Qur'an is the word of Allah. So, we see that a challenge has been given to bring a surah just like it. And this challenge was given 1400 years ago. And to date, no one can produce anything similar to it, even close to it. 
But fast forward, we are taken to the day of resurrection. And at that moment, people will realize that how short was their life, as if they have been in this world for maybe an hour or even less than that. So while in this world, they enjoyed their life to the fullest, they had forgotten that eventually everything will come to an end and they are going to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So those who denied this meeting will be the losers on that day. More so, we see that in this surah, um, there is a mention of the greatest gift that has been given to us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the greatest gift is that he sent Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he gave us the Quran, which itself is an advice, it is a mercy, it is a cure and a guidance. And both are great blessings, far superior than any other blessings collectively if you can count between the heaven and the earth. Subhanallah. So whoever seeks a way out from living a life of error or wants to save himself or herself from the punishment of hereafter needs to hold on to these two sources of guidance. That is the Quran and the Sunnah. Because Quran and the Sunnah is the only path to success. Then Allah mentions that He is there to listen to the people. He is there to fulfill their desires. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala witnesses everything, be it a small or big, not even a speck, the weight of a dust escapes Allah's knowledge. Everything is recorded in a book. Then we see that there is a mention uh, of those who are blessed with the nearness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. A very honorable status. Allah mentions them by the name of Aliya Allah. And Allah tells us that his Aliya, the word Aliya means a friend, an ally. There are those who believe and have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And taqwa can be attained by honoring Allah's commands and staying away from prohibitions. So only Allah are protected against the fear and grief in this world. What we see today around us is that people generally fear or grieve about most of the time um, about the worldly things that revolves around convenience or the comfort, the wealth and recognition. And when there is a slightest shortfall in any of these, um, it makes them nervous, as if they are going to die without that. The fear of a minor discomfort or um, anxiety drives them crazy, and they will go about finding ways and means to get rid of such things. So subhanAllah, if one instills the love and taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then the convenience, the comfort wealth and recognition which one surrounds oneself um, in this world are not worthy enough that one goes about acquiring these things. We can utilize the resources of this world but never make them the prime object of focus, satisfaction and gratification. Thus it is all about the attitude that one should have for this world and is striving for the best in the hereafter. Then um, in this surah, we also see that there are some practical examples of the past nations are narrated. And the first is the story of Nuh He conveyed the message of oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his people, warned them, but we know that they rejected him. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him and those who believed him in the ark and those who denied the signs were left to drown. 
Then we see that the second story is that of Musa a.s., uh, which is given in detail and it starts at the point when Musa a.s. faces the rejection of his message coupled with the challenge. Nobody believed Musa a.s. except some of the youth amongst his own people um, during that fearful period of persecution. And on the contrary, we see that the elders of the community um, did not have enough courage to follow him. Um, they were not ready to endanger their worldly interests and even their lives. They not only followed the way of ease, but they also discouraged their youth, saying that don't go near Musa, for you will thus invite trouble, both for yourself and for your elders. So we see that the Quran has mentioned this particular aspect. Because the same was the case of the response um, uh, to Rasulullah in its initial stage, we see that those who came forward were not the elders, but they were those some courageous youngsters who boldly faced persecution and endured hardships for the sake of Islam. So towards the conclusion of the story, we see that uh, Pharaoh is about to drown and staring death in the eye. And at that moment, he proclaimed his belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we know that it was too late and it was of no use. Allah saved his body, but not his life, so that he may be a sign for those that come after him. And this is a highly decisive point in this story. This is the story of defiance and rejection of truth. The fact is that shaitan traps people's mind, makes them totally absorbed in this world and in its illusions. And that is why people reject the warnings and advices, uh, the advices that have been given to them. They put their own self in, in eternal loss. So if they had only believed in Allah and lived under his guidance, they could have had such good lives both in this world and in the hereafter as well. Then there is another story. The third story that is mentioned is that of Prophet Yunus a.s. And according to various commentators, Prophet Yunus a.s. left the place of his mission without divine permission after warning the people of the torment. So therefore Allah forgave his nation when they repented after seeing some signs of the coming uh, torment. And at the end of the surah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses Prophet Muhammad sallallahu to tell the people that the truth has come. It is out there, it is evident. Uh, Prophet Muhammad is not required to force people to follow the divine guidance. His only job, his only responsibility is to convey to them this message and leave it up to them to choose freely, making clear that everybody uh, is going to bear the results of their own choices that they make. So Rasulullah is instructed to declare these principles to the mankind, making clear that he will continue along the line he has followed until Allah is going to judge between him and those who opposed him. And indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best of all the judges. So this is how Surah Yunus comes to the conclusion. And now we will go through Surah Hud. Uh, again, this is a Makki Surah. Uh, named after Prophet Hud. Um, he was the messenger who was sent to the people of Ad. And Surah Hud was revealed during the year of sorrow, a period in which Rasulullah lost his wife and companion, Hazrat Khadija, as well as his uncle Abu Talib, who had protected him. 
and as a result his life and that of the uh, Muslim community became very difficult and this surah consoles Rasulullah wasallam and his followers through stories of the previous prophets highlighting how they dealt with the ridicule, the hostility and persecution it's been mentioned in Thurmidi that once Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq anhu, asked, uh, said to Rasulullah um, of late I have been noticing that you are getting older. What is the cause of it? Rasulullah replied that Surah Hud and similar sister surahs hastened old age on him. So as a reader of the Quran, when we will go through the surah, um, we will feel the effects of a stern warnings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us through the different stories um, how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala passed his judgment on those people um, and how we see that he does not spare anyone, even the closest relative of a prophet and only the prophet and his followers, the true believers, are saved. So we see that the surah uh, starts with the qualities of the Quran, that it is a book in which the verses have been made perfect. Every word, every phrase is used carefully to deliver exactly the required meaning. There is no conflict. There is no contradiction between its verses. Everything is distinctively spelled out. Each is used at its right place under a proper heading. Uh, in order to deliver a precise meaning. So we see that Quran is complete in its form and in its meaning. This means that this Quran descended perfect and detailed with the purpose of Allah's worship alone, without any partners. And the contents of this book are firm, strong, and unchangeable. They are well-balanced, well-measured, and the truth has been stated accurately, there is nothing more and nothing less other than the truth. So Rasulullah warns of Allah's punishment. And at the same time, he brings good news, uh, the glad tidings of paradise. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will judge the mankind according to the deeds that they did in this life. Because this is a world of deed and our results will be handed over in the hereafter. So Allah mentions also the fact that people try to hide themselves from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they are, do not realize the fact that subhanallah Allah knows even their innermost secrets. People are usually worried about their sustenance and they become part of the worldly competition that distracts them from the very purpose of worshipping and serving and obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And these diversions are shaitanic whisperings because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised sustenance. If he provides for an ant and a bird, would he not provide for us? However, it does not mean that one should just sit at home, do nothing. Um, one has to work for a living, but not make it the sole purpose of your life. Work sincerely and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to open up the paths for you. And then we see that there is a comparison of the attitude of the believers and the disbelievers towards the favors and the hardships. SubhanAllah, we see that Allah mentions that when there is a postponement of a punishment, 
It should not deceive you because it can come at any time. Also, do not lose hope and become ungrateful if Allah withdraws some of his favors. At the same time, do not become arrogant if Allah makes you uh, taste um, his bounty, blesses you immensely. People have this attitude uh, in general, except the ones who are patient and the ones who do good deeds. And Allah says that they will be the ones who will be forgiven and will have an immense reward. Again, in this surah, we see that there is a mention of series of objections that were raised against Rasulullah The unbelievers are one more time challenged to bring 10 surahs similar to it. And the lesson that we learn over here is that as a da'i or a preacher of Islam, one should not be discouraged by the opposition. There should be no hesitation in proclaiming the truth. Remain firm on matters of deen. Do not compromise. Become fearless and continue to fulfill your obligation as a da'i. You know, many people, they get trapped by the obvious glitter and glamour of this world. So Allah says that those who desire for this world, um, they will receive their reward in this life. Their father will be their lot in the life to come. And after all, because they worked only for worldly objectives. So there are a couple of important things. One is that it is not a sin to enjoy the blessings uh, of this world. As long as you continue to remember him and be grateful and show your gratitude towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you forget our duty towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to the people and our sole purpose of life becomes this world, then it is really, really a dangerous thing for our iman as well as for our hereafter. Also, actions without real iman will be void on the day of resurrection. And we do not want to be in a state of loss on that day. May Allah protect us all. Then we see that the story of Nuh alayhi salam uh, is again related here in the surah. And that how he invited his people uh, toward the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He warned them of the dire consequence of rejecting the message. Uh, but we see that um, Allah instructed Nuh alayhi to patiently bear their mockery. And ask him to build an ark. When the time came, the whole area was flooded. He was asked to carry a pair of every species, his family members. And then um, those who believed, they boarded this hour. And we come across those verses which shows those heart-wrenching moments where a father, out of his love and tenderness, calls upon his son. But it was of no avail. His son relied on evident resources to save himself, but was drowned with the rest who rejected the divine message. Now we see that the storm has subsided. The ark has come to a rest on Mount Jodi. Uh, we see the distress of a father. Hazrat um, Nu calls upon, out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and said that, Lord, my son is of my family. Surely your, pro- your promise always comes true and you are the most just of judges. By Allah's standards and according to his principles, we come to know that one's family are not necessarily one's blood relations. The true relationship is that of faith. The son of Nuh was not a believer and therefore he was not considered as a member of his family. The question is, had Nuh preached his son as to what is right and wrong? So we come to know that our association with someone is not going to save us from hellfire. 
And many times we, as parents, look merely at the surface of things. Um, we bring up and love our children because they are from our very wombs. But how far do we worry about their future, their um, outcome in the hereafter? Are we raising them as righteous ones? Are we, because we are entrusted with a responsibility to raise them in a manner that they become an abd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that they are able to fulfill the purpose of life as Khalifatullah and that they are successful in the hereafter. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us that opportunity to raise them in such a beautiful manner, inshallah ta'ala. So after the story of Nuh alayhi salam, uh, story of Hud alayhi salam, and the story of Saleh alayhi salam has been uh, mentioned, and we see that there are people also rejected the message, and then Allah's punishment came um, upon them, and Allah saved the believers and the Prophet. Then there is a brief mention of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam, and we see that how the angels visited him in the humanly form, who brought two bits of news. One was the destruction. Uh, to the people of Lut, uh, which was forthcoming, and the second was the birth of um, Ishaq alayhi salam uh, from his aged wife Sarah alayhi salam, and um, the news of his grandson to follow in the future, inshallah. So we see um, that here um, we are related with the story of Lut alayhi salam. The angels appear as attractive guests. Lut uh, alayhi salam is very distressed. And he tries to reason out with his people, but he is powerless in the situation. Uh, here we see that he has been comforted by the angels. Uh, and we see uh, that how Allah SWT destroys them by lifting up the city, throwing it upside down, raining them with the stones due to their wickedness. And then there is also again uh, mention of Shu'ib um, again. Um, history repeats itself as people do not take heed of what had happened to the earlier nations who rejected the message so they were also destroyed um, then there is a brief mention of Musa he was sent with clear signs to Pharaoh and his nobles but they also rejected they are cursed in both the worlds just as the nobles of Pharaoh followed him in the cold water that drowned them they will follow him into the fire on the day of resurrection so we see that the stories of the prophets are related to Prophet Muhammad as signs. Um, Allah SWT mentions the fact that he is going to gather all the people on the day of resurrection. No, will be, nobody will be able to hide himself and everybody is going to receive their full share. Um, and towards the end of the surah, we see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala um, instructs um, Rasulullah as well as his followers to stand firm under all conditions in everything they do. And the very meaning of this act of standing firm is that one has to move straightforwardly as commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the straight path which is identified by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala remain within the limits set by him. And this has to be done in all matters of belief, acts of worship, personal and collective conduct, your morals, your social dealings, everything 24-7. And at any of these areas, when there is a slight tilt or decrease or increase or any shortcoming or any excess, steadfastness becomes the first casualty. 
then uh, the believers are also instructed to establish the prayer because prayers strengthen a believer's spirit, it sustains his heart and will to fulfill difficult tasks and duties. Also, um, remembering Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and being thoughtful of him. Last but not least, be patient in the face of the hostility uh, of enemies and the pains that are caused by them. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrates these stories uh, first to enlighten us about them. And these stories are also shared in order to give us the comfort and solace that, look, there were people before us who endured many intense challenges. And um, if they preserved and they were victorious, so would we. So rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and continue to follow his commands. Wa akhirul damana and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.